So anyway, welcome back. My name is Glenn, and today we're looking at why wages for the past 10 years so have been stagnant. <sighs> so, and we're talking about in relation to the rising houses and consumer prices. It's quite simple. You don't really need to be a rocket scientist to actually do this. And I'm going to show you some graphs. So if you're listening to this on a, a podcast, then I do have a YouTube channel, which I will show you all the information that I have uh, seen. So here we go. So basically, here we have uh, trade and economics, but we'll zoom in and we'll have the actual wages for the past 10 years. So in 2012, wages were $1,000. That's a average mean, I presume it's mean per week. Uh, and currently, they are 1305 So, that means there's only been an increase of 30% on wages in the last 10 years. If you look at 20 years, they were about a bit over 600 And now, they are, it says, should be 1300 so that is an increase of $700 for the 20 year period. So that means there's been a hundred and probably percent increase in wages. And if you go to the maximum, you got back to 1970 in which wages were about. So that's about $100 is that's a hundred dollars, so probably about eighty. So eighty dollars compared to one thousand three hundred, in which they are now. If you look at house prices, uh, oh, if we look at inflation, in inflation has dropped dramatically. So the Roy Morgan says that inflation is probably more likely to be. Uh, about 4%. So that inflation rate that you see there is not really reflective of uh, the actual market. They take a lot of things out. So they do take the house prices. So the house prices, as you can see in the 10 year period, uh, here there are 100, but they've increased to 180. So that means it's an 80% increase. Whereas your wage has only had a 30% increase. So this is one of the reasons why people can't afford stuff. Uh, because the house price has increased a lot more than what your wage has. And that's a significant part of people's savings. So you've got wages that have increased 30%, house prices that increase 80%. Not talking about any of the other items, food, and all that's probably also increased a lot more than your wages. And if we have a look at uh, where's the immigration? 
Okay, so this is the migration. So this will pretty much all started with labor. So labor removal doesn't matter. Labor started between poor in 2005, six. As you can see, the immigration rate is high. Talking about quite a lot of people. Um, And if we, so there's about 250,000 people uh, who migrate to Australia prior to the pandemic. And currently that has dropped off to almost zero. So here, so in 2000, uh, monthly arrivals, as you can see, there is a, it started pretty much 2008, in the late 80s, there was a large increase, so about 1,250, or 12,500, should I say, people came into Australia, and in the 2000s, up to the pandemic, that was consistently about 11 to 13,000 people per month. So if we look at our immigration, you can see the immigration levels are quite high. Uh, it's a bit hard to get more modern statistics. 2011. So here we have the peak in 2011 of Actually, no, 2009, the peak was 300,000 people come to Australia in one year. And after that, it dipped, but it's been a consistent, uh, about 250,000. So if we look at your weekly wage again, and then we look at the minimum wage. So the minimum wage has kept pace with uh, the stated inflation. So in 2007, it was... $522 and in 2020 it is $772 so that is only a $250 increase in the minimum wage in the past uh, 15 years so you know and then we've got house prices so that, that's an increase of you know, 140% in your wage then we've got house prices so it's the same here if we go to 2007 roughly there somewhere go to house prices 180 percent hmm that's very interesting and if we look at the immigration so here's the okay so we've got immigration started here high levels but as you can see, as they started to get a lot of people coming in, the annual change in hourly rates dropped. You put a lot of people, it's going to have excess supply and demand. Here is the current coronavirus pandemic. Here is the GFC. 
and you can see correlation but it started to pick up after the GFC if they didn't start to increase the immigration uh, it probably would have leveled out the same uh, but as they increase the immigration it's dropped so it is you know trickle down the economics is just total crap and as you can see total job vacancies uh, with the amount of immigrants they didn't feel it so they just brought enough in to keep it pretty much stable so job vacancies before 2008 were less than uh, less than how much 150,000 but around about 2008 it peaked at 180,000 then it dropped GFC a little bit but it increased then it dropped to increased to nearly 200,000 then it dropped to 150,000 then it increased so they, the immigrants that they were coming in was not enough to uh, reduce the job vacancies so a lot of the job vacancies more likely were uh, lower skill lower requirements that people had going because a lot of the immigrants are higher skilled people and here is the GFC so it was a big drop in two pre-2008 levels so it didn't actually have a large drop more than likely because the government subsidies but currently job vacancies are 400,000 so that's the highest ever so if we go to the maximum chart no I think that's 19 78 or something when it was about 50,000 you have to uh, also take into account the population so really I only include 2008 plus but 400,000 so 500,000 people have gone back to their own country so it's a large number of people that have left and that's why there's a lot of job vacancies now uh, because they just can't fill them because there isn't the workforce and you know wages are starting to increase now so if you do apply for a job you'll notice that uh, the wages that they're offering are higher than what they would have two years ago so i've applied for a baker's job two years ago you'll be lucky to get 20 to 23 dollars an hour if you're really good and the boss is nice you probably could have got $25 an hour um, but now you know they're offering 27 to 31 uh, I think 30 is a good price if um for working in a bakery at night time because you've got 25% loading so you basically if it was during the day you'd be getting about 22 to $25 yeah it's for a bakery it's really not as competitive as ever sectors like the construction uh, and my last job was getting $22 in the bakery but construction you're, tw you're starting off at 22 as a beginner and if you when you become qualified you're getting like $35, $40 an hour so the bakery trade is really not a good place to be in okay so unemployment rate is also at the lowest I think it's about 4.6 or something percent 4.2 whatever it's at the lowest since juice see uh, 
and it's, that is the second lowest in the past 25 years so you know unemployment is low immigration is non-existent uh, and what that is doing is it's pushing up wages so we can see this is going to have a big jump so if we go to 10 years it's going to have a big jump probably at least two to three hundred dollars in 2022 to 2023 so uh, this is an indication and the critical evidence that the more immigrants you bring into the economy uh, the more it's going to depress wages and that's pretty you should, everyone should know that but it does restrict uh, the amount of people that can do stuff so as we're seeing that prices are going up and a lot of this is doing due to uh, the lack of supply and because they have to pay a lot of wages uh, higher wages that would increase the price but a lot of it is due to lack of supply so that once the supply gets back to normal uh, it will go back to it, it won't go down in price it will just stabilize in price and then you probably will see a lower inflation rate in the future so this comes to the liberals um, in Australia, the LNP wants to get immigration levels back up to 250,000. And that's got nothing to do. Uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, businesses, uh, helping the people, helping the businesses. It's just got to do with depressing wages. That's basically what they want. So if you're in a business that does rely on a lot of immigrants, something like taxis, uh, even though you can earn a good wage, you can probably earn a, a better wage if there wasn't as many people trying to do that. So, and we, as we've seen, a lot of people are not taking up certain jobs, cleaning, um, a lot of trades. So in the countryside, they just can't get anyone. You know, when you when you can't get anyone, you just have to pay heaps of money. So if you want to go work in a, a trade in the countryside, you're probably going to get forty to fifty dollars because they want to attract you, but they want to keep you as well. You know, in the, in the cities, you're going to get paid less money, but in the countryside, they're just going to give you more money anyway because. You know, they just can't get anyone. So if you've got family in the countryside and you can't find a job here, definitely go there. More than likely, you've got something. Uh, and you could just get paid more money than in Melbourne or Sydney. Okay, so that is uh, basically the reason why, or one of the reasons why, your wages were not going up. Uh, but there is also another factor in that your job can be outsourced part and part uh, if they want to make factories and export our factory jobs well that's a longer term 10 20 years they need to do that they've already done it most successfully 
but as we're seeing in China, wages there have increased. So now they're starting to export those manufacturing jobs from China to countries like Vietnam, Bangladesh, uh, Cambodia. So they're the new hotspots. Even Fiji is starting to make shoes and all clothing, whatever else, because their wages are lower than China. And uh, when you do it on the, when you can work online on the internet, your job can be easily outsourced. I sort of, uh, there's a website for Filipinos. The Filipinos have pretty good English. They sound like Americans. Uh, and they only charge about $500 to $1,000 per month. You know, in Australia, you're talking about uh, probably three to $4,000 per month. So they can decrease their wage by at least, yeah, probably 75%. So, 75 to 90%. So, if a company wanted to do that, as you can see, a lot of them have done. With the uh, uh, When you call up a company, they have someone from India or, or Bangladesh or Philippines. I think India and the Philippines are most. That is another way they would increase it, but that's not the topic of this video. Anyway, I hope this helps you with understanding why wages have not increased. Now, don't go blaming the immigrants, they just want to make their life better. You blame the people in Australia who are doing this to you. Anyway, I'd like to say thank you very much for watching or listening to this podcast and... This will be the end of the formal version on Anchor.